Alright y'all, what's going on man? This is your boy Rico, aka the friends, aka Charlemagne, aka whatever you know me by, you know what I'm saying? Welcome to uh the first episode of In Between Happy and Healthy. And on this episode, I got my girl Small Fry with me in the building. What's up? You know what I'm saying? Filmmaker, photographer, music enthusiast, she do it all. We finna uh we finna come to y'all for a little while and talk to y'all about some music and some other things that come to mind. So, yeah, let's get it. So, we out here in Chicago. Uh, you know, this this gonna be a, a, a freestyle, but you know, how you feeling today? Man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling blessed. A lot of shit just been aligning for me, so I've been trying to put things into retrospect and they've been showing me exactly what I need to see, you know what I'm saying? On me, on me. So I just been like going with the flow, like a lot of shit just been aligning. Word, so why you why you feel like shit been aligning? So like, you know how I got in the car with you today, you, you was listening to that podcast, right? Yeah. I literally met with this dude the other day and he was telling me, you gotta listen to Andre 3000 podcast, like blah, blah, blah. And I get in the car with you and you just like, bro, I've been trying to listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's like, this shit like that been happening and I know that shit means something like the littlest shit mean like the biggest shit. Like, yeah, that's crazy. I actually was just reading this book and in the book the dude was saying, uh, like when your tribe is, you feel me, um, you know, when you like elevating this, when your tribe yeah, is feel, like on the same wavelength. I feel like a lot of people been coming into my life that's supposed to be there because I have like small little occurrences like that. Like I'll talk to my homeboy and he'll say some shit that I just, you know, said the other day type shit. Like mm. I feel like everybody that's in my life right now is supposed to be there. But yeah, it's just a very like, it's a very enlightening feeling. You just really be seeing like how aligned you are, how spiritually in tune you are. So. Yeah, yeah, I've been like, I'm feeling like I've been uh running into a lot of people I'm supposed to be around, mm-hmm. especially just uh, as y'all y'all don't know, but I've been on the Instagram, social media, social media diet, you know what I'm saying, a digital diet. Uh, I call it my hiatus. I ain't really hiding from nobody. Just gotta get, you know, sometimes you gotta unplug. Yeah, sure. and uh, I just been running into a lot of other people that's like creatives. Mm-hmm. Um. Organically and shit. Organically, yeah. Like, not even on no Instagram, nothing. Like, I was walking down the street one day. Uh, my car was messed up. I had to walk to Walmart. Dude was uh to go get some money to get my car fixed. Hmm. And dude was walking down the street, and he just stopped and commented on my hair. We had it. We ended up having a little conversation. Mm-hmm. Old Tom, he's like a, a, a braider, but he also makes music. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I was telling him, like, you know, I DJ make music and stuff, too. He showed me his stuff. And, bro, dude make all rock beats. It was another black dude. He mm-hmm. only made rock beats. So I was like, damn, this is mad random. Mm-hmm. Rock is my secret, my secret, uh, my secret joy. That's what's up. But people don't know that, so we're going to keep it on the low. But, um, so, yeah, tell the people um, how you got started with your, with your creativeness. What, what, sparked, what yeah. sparked what first? How did you get into your creative space. Man, I always been a reader. So I would ask my mom to take me to the library. Like, mom, take me to the library. I read all the time. And it was one time in third grade where I wrote this story and my teacher was just like going crazy over it. Like, I have to bring this to my other. And my teacher was in a school too. So she was like, I have to read this to my colleagues. I'm just like, 
So that was the moment that I knew that I really had a voice in writing. And mm-hmm. I always knew that I wanted to be a writer, but it wasn't until I went to college that I took one film class and I was like, okay, I want to do filmmaking. But I always had an appreciation for music. Like, my dad would play hip-hop, my mom would play Neil Soul and, you know, all the other R.B. shit. But I always had appreciation for music. So I feel like everything kind of, like, aligned after I, you know, went to college. Like, I started to find myself and I started to dabble into every little thing. And I feel like if you don't dabble into shit, you won't know, like, what you can and can't do. If you're not uh, looking around, Fact you're not going to find nothing. So you think you think you going to like a a, a art focused school, and like you think that helped Hell yeah. more than going to a regular university? Hell yeah, I knew in my heart I'm like I'm not going to college if I'm not going to art school. I wanted to go to HBCU, but no HBCU had what I was looking for, and that crushed me because I'm all about my people. I want to be supporting my people, but it's just like I wanted to go somewhere that I wouldn't feel like I waste my time at. And Columbia has been a very enlightening place. Like, I go to Columbia College of Chicago. Mm-hmm. It has been a very, like, enlightening place. I've been isolated. I've been able to, like, find myself individually. But, yeah. I feel like art school really did help me find myself as an artist. As an artist. So, talk about, like, your isolation. Because, you know, we was just listening to Andre Three Stacks, and he was mm-hmm. talking about how basically he isolated. Not doing it on purpose, but he isolates himself because it makes him feel comfortable. And uh, his art is like his way to get out. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have similar, like, is that, is that like a similar thing for you? Or like, is your isolation like more of a time to think and like reflect on like what's going on? Definitely. I feel like I'm an introvert. So I, all my time, even when, even when I'm around people, I just sit back and observe. So I'm a thinker. But I feel like... I was kind of forced to be isolated in Columbia because it was, I didn't have any friends. Mm-hmm. I'm in Chicago, I'm by myself. And it was hard to make friends at Columbia because everybody there is an introvert. Everybody at an art school is an introvert. They stay to themselves. So they already had their own friend group. So I was forced to just be my own friend. I was forced to just enjoy my own company and learn more about myself as a person, as a woman, as an artist. So. No, me. You think that, like, how you think that, like, translate into your art? Like, do you... Because I know for me, uh, I isolate myself sometimes. Or when I'm going through things, I mm-hmm. isolate myself, you know? Right. Uh, and, like, I use my art as, like, a medium to talk about it. I, people that know me know I'm not the best uh, communicator about my feelings and about uh, things going on. So I communicate, like, my emotions, my feelings through my through art. art. Uh, for sure, yeah. You feel like you do the same thing or like how you, sure. how you feel like you get them things out that you need to get out? Definitely through my writing. Like whenever I'm going through something, I write that shit out. But I also, you know, watch, I watch families. I watch, listen to music and that shit helps me a lot. Like it helps put a lot of shit into, can I curse on you? Shit, I don't know. Okay, we've I'm been, like, we've been cursing the whole time. We're seven that. minutes in, you know so, what I'm saying? So I feel like listening to music, watching films, that helps me like, Put my emotions into like another form, I guess. But mm-hmm. writing is definitely a place where I transform my emotions. Like whenever I'm vulnerable and I don't want to express that, then I just write it down. Yeah. And I'm a writer first. Like before I'm a filmmaker, before I'm a music enthusiast, before I'm a photographer, I am a writer. So I feel like yeah, that's a major part. Like. Mm-hmm. That's funny you say that because uh. You know, I'll be, I'll be dabbling with the poetry now. Mm-hmm. And so, funny thing is, she actually be the only people that's 
only person that probably seen my poetry. Facts, yeah. Uh, and I was dealing with a little situation. And I wrote about it. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I, like, actually got them, like... Them feelings them out, right? feelings yeah. out. Yeah, yeah and it, it made me feel... Did it feel better? Did you feel better? Yeah, yeah I, felt, like, I felt a lot better. Helped, for real, yeah. I felt a lot better. Uh, So, I, I don't know, like... I don't rap or nothing, but I be writing. I feel yeah. like I could write raps. You know, I could be I a ghost like, writer. Yeah, true, yeah. I could a ghost be a ghost writer. Yeah. Hey, if anybody need a ghost writer, hit up your boy Rico Suave. You know what I'm saying? You ain't you ain't never gonna get out it like Drake with me, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm never gonna come say nothing. I'ma just make my beats in peace. But uh, but yeah, like the writing, the writing definitely helps me get uh vulnerable things out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's like because I don't have to physically say it, or mm-hmm. I can say it in ways that people will have to analyze. Analyze it. They'll have to decode it. Cause yeah. the the poems I share with you, they could mean anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they could literally mean anything. So, and I'm like a very proud. I don't like people to be in my business. Same. Yeah. So. He is Scorpio, I'm a Capricorn. Yeah, so big Scorpio like, energy. Yeah, yeah, that shit is same. Capricorns are not open up to people. Scorpios don't do that shit either. Yeah, so uh, my writing is, um, that's how my writing style is. It's like me trying to, me trying to tell like the depths of like myself mm-hmm. to people in a way that everybody's not going to understand or like understand yeah. that face value you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like it's gonna make you dig to really understand what i'm trying to say or trying to convey facts uh but yeah so man what's um we just gonna talk about some new music stuff that's been going on lately because mm-hmm. uh a couple of days ago we just had a couple albums drop so like mm-hmm. did you listen to any of the albums that recently dropped I mean, I want to listen to Lil Wayne's, but I've been hearing, like, that it's not the best, and I just don't want to be disappointed. Okay, I feel that, because yeah. I, haven't, I haven't touched on that yeah. yet, either. So. Anything else? Key Glock, I'm, like, I'm not really a fan of, like, is it trap music? That's the genre trap, trap yeah, music. Yeah, that's, that's what I call Key Glock, and yeah. I would say. Like, I have a, a couple of, like, trap artists that I really fuck with, but I've never been a fan of Key Key Glock, but I feel like I'll probably listen, you know, see what he see what he about. Okay. I I mess with I ain't listen to all of Glock's mm-hmm. but I mess with Key Glock for his beat selections. Right. Like I feel like uh whoever his peoples is, whoever he was raised around. They was definitely music Yeah, place. hell yeah. He got saxophones on that motherfucker. Okay, he I'm got like jazz infused beats on there. And you know what I'm saying? He not the best lyricist, like I said right. earlier, but I feel like he definitely shows his versatility, like through the beats he raps on. Uh, I appreciate that shit. Like I appreciate a lot of things when it comes to music. Like, are you like a lyricist person or a beat person? Because I think I'm a beat person. I don't know. I, I'm so, a beat person. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, growing up, growing up, uh, I was definitely heavily influenced by lyricists, like right. lyrical artists, but. It wasn't because of their lyrics. I didn't even know what they were talking about. What they was talking about most of the time. I'll just listen to the music because I really like their beat selections. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of how I grew into listening to other people was based off of their beats. And I would listen to lyrics second. Mm-hmm. I like lyrics. Yeah, facts. Like you know what I'm saying. I I want to hear lyrics. I don't want to just hear a bunch of bullshit. But 
I will listen to some bullshit niggas because they have great beats behind them. Yeah, that's that's true. It doesn't mean all day. You know what I'm saying? I feel like music is for enjoyment mm-hmm. Make as you well. Feel as, good. Yes, it's a feel good agent. Mm-hmm. More or less, like sometimes I want to be taught something. Sometimes I want to hear, you know, something uplifting, something inspiring. But like, yeah. sometimes I just want to like enjoy. Mm-hmm. my experience on listening to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to be out here like, uh, I, I I don't like this nigga because he don't rap about nothing. Yeah, like, I I don't know. I, don't, I, like, I used to have that mentality, but I've learned to, like, understand that music is so, like, it's so much bigger than just, I wouldn't say lyricism, but music is so, like, huge and, like, it's a wide range. So it's just, like, appreciate all aspects of yeah. what music is type shit. Yeah. And I feel like real music lovers do understand it. But a lot of people be like, he, he can't rap about shit. Like, I mean, like, I understand y'all don't want to hear that type of shit. But at the same time, like, music is music. Yeah, and then even, uh, even, because, man, we just coming out of, like, the whole mumble rap era. Yeah, like, motherfuckers was down in mumble rappers. But I'm just like, that bro, that's low key tight. That's all I'm saying. Like, that that's down, like, like, I'm not going like, sometime, Sometimes, like, you just don't want to hear a lot of lyrics. And I even go to what Andre yeah. was saying in his podcast. Or it's not his podcast. Rick Rubin podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's even to what Andre was saying in the podcast. And just a disclaimer. I don't know if y'all consider Outcast a group. Mm-hmm. I consider Outcast a group. I consider them the best rap group ever. I'm not going to change that for any other opinion. And, yeah. But... What Three Stacks was basically saying is, like, he likes to listen to music for, you feel me? Like, now he's into listening to a lot of instrumental music. Mm. Uh, because when he thinks, he goes into thought. He likes to have his own thoughts to the, like, the music. Right. Instead of uh, somebody else's thoughts on top of it, like the lyrics. True. And sometimes, like, I don't want to hear you hibbity hopping and all over the beat. Like, sometimes I just want to hear the beat. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I just want to vibe out to what the music is actually feeling like and, and feel mm-hmm. the music. I don't have to hear, like, what you're saying. And sometimes I do be in a, in a mood to be like, all right, I need to hear somebody spit some some fire bars. It just, I guess it just depends on how I'm feeling. Yeah. Or, like, the mood of the day. Like, music is moods. Thanks. Music is moves, so that's tight. Uh, okay. So, what got you into photography and film? How did you, mm. how did you expand from writing into that? I mean, it's kind of funny because, like, you know, when I told you about when my teacher was like, I need to like show this writing that I wrote to her mm. colleagues. I actually kind of like took. Have you seen Diary of a Mad Black Woman by Tyler Perry? I've seen it, but I don't remember most of it. Okay. I'm not a, you feel me? I watch movies mm-hmm. just to watch them. I don't like watch them for content. But basically, if y'all know that movie, I kind of took like the concept of that movie and put it into my writing and my teacher loved it. So I, I kind of had a revelation like, okay, like that movie kind of ex- like inspired my writing in a way. So, okay. Can you ask the question one more time, bro? Because my head is all right. Yes. Oh. Man, I just got lost. We 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 sipping on a little wine. Yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a little kind of. We I'm a wine connoisseur, so if anybody's listening to this and you have good wines, mm. hit me. 
let me know because I'll be trying to try new wines. You know what I'm saying? But what I was saying was, like, how did the writing get you into, like, wanting to make oh. films? Yeah, so I feel like um, I tell stories a lot. So whenever I write, I want to tell a story. But mm. a story can also be told visually, you know what I'm saying? So whenever I take a picture, I just want to show the world through my own eyes. And whenever I t- write a script or something, I visually, like, envision the words into actual visuals. Okay. So I guess, like, writing transfer into visuals for me. Like I feel like if you can't intersect the two, then it doesn't really correlate. But I, I, I found a way to correlate the two, and I feel like I have a very unique and um, rare gift because not a lot of people can do that. Mm. But, yeah, I feel like my writing diff... I tell a lot of stories, and I want to like I want to have a voice for the voiceless, and I feel like it should be visually seen as well instead of just written on paper. Okay, okay. So, let me, uh, if you could work with any, um, filmmaker, mm-hmm. dead or alive, Ooh, who would you choose and why? <sighs> John Singleton. And he, okay. he, when he passed away, I really, like, kind of, like, struck a nerve, because, like, his movie Poetic Justice was one of the first movies that, like, made me feel like, okay, I want to do this type shit. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, it it's the randomest thing. Like, it's the scene on Poetic Justice when Tupac was playing in Jada, I mean, what's her name? Jenna Jackson's hair. Yeah. And it may not mean nothing to a lot of people, but I'm just like, that, like, struck a nerve to me. And I feel like John Singleton really did tell stories for black people, and he really gave us a voice. Yeah. So I, w- I just, I was so hurt when he passed away. So I'm just like, damn, I didn't even get to, you know, meet this man. I didn't even get to work with this man. I tell this man that he inspired me. But I feel like all my work will... Represent where he, you know, started. Where from. he started. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, okay, okay. So, we got John Singleton. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you was growing up, what was, uh, what was like, the movies you was into? Like, what genre? Because, like I said, I'm not really a movie person, you know? As a, I watch movies, but I just watch kid, them. As a kid, I really didn't watch movies. I, I wanted to be an actor as a kid. Me and my sister were, like, act like we were actors and act out scenes. And I honestly thought I was going to be an actor. I made that into acting, but... I really wasn't into movies or nothing, but I just watched a lot of TV. Like, I watch documentaries all the time. I would be interested in crime and shit. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I never knew that I wanted to, like, do movies until I went to college. You like, open that door. Yeah, like, it opened another door. Like, it opened another, like, passion, like, another feeling. So, yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. You say you were into acting because yeah. I remember me and my sister, uh... Me and my sister used to act, mm-hmm. uh, and I remember we was trying to get at the Muni. Mm. My sister ended up like getting a part at the Muni. I ended up getting a part, but she was definitely going harder than me mm-hmm. at the time. But uh, we used to do like little plays and stuff. We used to we oh, used to yeah. be in plays around St. Louis. Oh damn! Uh, yeah, like people don't even know. Like uh, we used to. You like, like acting? Yeah, I like acting, oh, but <laughs> it's just. I'm a I'm a talker. Like I'm mm-hmm. good with conveying messages through my voice, through talking, through speaking. So that was like a natural thing for me. Right. But um it was just I never got into it like heavily because I was always being pulled in so many different directions. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm trying like to slow my life down mm-hmm. and uh focus in on one thing, you know what I'm saying? Like me and my sister both had that bad growing up. 
was like trying to do too many things at once. So that leads me to another question is, do you ever feel like you're trying to do too many things at once or trying to like accomplish too many goals at once? Mm. And does that ever like, uh, does that ever get overwhelming to you? Yeah, man. Like, like since I started college, I've been wanting to do, you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. And I had to like take a break over my winter break and I was just like, you need to just sit still. Like my body, my body had no inspiration to do nothing. Yeah. And at first, I was just like, "This, this shit sucks." Because I'm looking around at all these other people, all these other artists, they doing shit. But it's just like your body speaks to you in unique ways, so you have to listen to your body. Mm-hmm. So me sitting still and actually just letting shit happen, like letting shit flow, like not trying to be in control of everything because I am a Capricorn. I want to be in control of everything. Yeah. I just let shit <laughs> flow to me, and it's just like it's crazy because today I kind of got some confirmation on what the fuck I'm going to do for the next month. And it's just like, I didn't, I told people I didn't have no plan. I was just, you know, letting the universe do its thing. I feel like whatever I want, I'm going to get because I have such a strong passion for it, but I'm going to let this shit come to me because I know what's for me is for me. It's going to happen. But I feel like sitting still, relaxing, sitting back and letting shit work because whatever is for you is going to come to you. You don't have to, you know, be so adamant on that shit. So I feel like, you do have to take a step back. You do it, like you said, you, you trying to sit still for a minute. You do have to find yourself again. You do have to sit still, listen to yourself, listen to your body. And shit would just start aligning. Like I was telling you earlier, shit just been happening to me. I'm just like, okay, somebody told me this the other day. Mm-hmm. This happened the other day. This shit happened today. Like, it's going to start coming to you in, you know, unique as ways. Well, so. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. The sitting still thing, that's, um, Kind of part of the reason I started this like whole digital diet mm-hmm. is, uh, man, it's a lot of things you see when you're on the internet 24-7. Yeah, you know true. what I'm saying? We live in the internet age. And uh, for me, like, I didn't, I don't go to an art school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not in school right now. Uh, and my focus is kind of like half art, half business. Like, I really right. like... I I feel like business is another art. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another art form, but with my like creative art, my creative passions, um, they just wasn't aligning with what I was doing in school, and uh, being being on social media, mm-hmm. man, that shit was not helping. Yeah. Uh, you you think that you're getting inspired, and it's kind of like it's sending you in a like a black hole. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was spiraling out of control because I was just like, I want to do this. I want to do that. Was you comparing yourself to people? Yeah, yeah, I was doing a lot of comparing yeah. myself to people. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a Scorpio, so y'all know how Scorpios is. Well, y'all might not, but a lot of, you know, Scorpios and Gemini, damn, they're like the two hated, mm-hmm. most hated uh signs. Yeah, signs. So, like, we very complex people. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of people don't understand that, but we're very complex people. Uh, we do a lot of thinking, a lot of reflecting, why we don't talk much. Right. Um, and so, like, I would just be taking all of this in. Like, I follow a lot of a lot of creative people, and a lot of my friends are, like, very creative people, uh, you know what I'm saying, doing their thing. And I would just start comparing myself, like, man... A lot of these things that they're doing is like shit that I wanted to do mm-hmm. that I just put off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I just had to take a break from social media. All right now, like right now we looking, this is my book of ideas. Mm-hmm. It's halfway full of shit. 
and I had to just take a second and, and sit and say, okay, what do I want to attack right now? You know what I'm saying? What if I died tomorrow? Mm. What would I want to die creating? Uh, that may sound extreme for y'all, but like, that's just how I had to go about what I was gonna attack first. Cause I th- I think people forget like life is long. Yeah. Life is long, and uh, I mean right now I'm on this musical journey, but like, there's several other things creatively I want to do, and if I do music for ten years. I'll only be 30. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm You're saying? You're still young. You're still young. So I had 10 more years. You feel me? I, not even 10 more years, but you know what I'm saying? We got years down the line to where I can do every creative passion that I want to do. So sometimes I put things on the back burner, which doesn't mean like I'm not I'm not learning about it or I'm not still interested. Mm-hmm. I just want to... I feel like I need to be 100% focused on something at this point. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the whole hiatus is definitely helping a lot. It gave me a lot more creativity too, not seeing like all the minutia from other people. Yep. And uh like not focusing on what other because it when you when you making stuff, when you making stuff, you get very um judgmental about it. Mhm. Like I judge my stuff very to the T. Um and so, like, sometime I'll be on Instagram and I'll see somebody else that made something and be like, damn, like, my shit don't sound like that. But I'm not even thinking, like, man, you only been making beats, like, 100% for a couple months, right. you know what I'm saying? Comparing to, like, some of my friends that's been making beats for two, three, four years, of course, they shit is going to sound a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know, that's what social, being off social media, that should have helped. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, that would be a major help. Because you just self-analyze yourself and you get discouraged. Yeah, it kind of causes you to just, like, it's like you got flight, flight, fight, or fucking, what's it called, stand still, Mm -hmm. I don't know, freeze. Mm -hmm. Is it fear? I don't know, maybe sometimes it do be fear of, like, Mm -hmm. Like uh, other people taking shit from you, mm-hmm. and that's like a, a bad mindset to have, you know. Like, but that's a mindset you have to like force yourself out of. Yeah. Like, it's a everybody eats. Be like y'all. I, mean, I don't watch a lot of movies, but man, pay it in full. Yeah, that shit was that shit real. Hey, I think about that. That's when I'm ever feeling discouraged. That's like one of the sayings I say to myself. It's like everybody eats. Be mm-hmm. like. If you put in the work, everybody going to eat. Like, it's not going to take away from me yeah. that I'm doing this and you doing this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or just anybody that go for Even, like, in my business stuff, like, my business ventures, like, I want to... Eventually, I want to get to the point where I can put everybody on because if we are eating, then this, of course, going to be a much healthier... Facts. Like ecosystem for everybody much healthier economy much healthier everybody's gonna be moving a lot better like and it's gonna still you know it still be the snakes it's gonna always still be snakes Mm-mm. you can't you can't run away from them mm-hmm. but uh if you're trying your hardest to put people on and like teach everybody along the way instead of like holding the knowledge you're gonna want learn more 
and it's gonna help somebody else. Like yeah. I feel like I always learn when I'm teaching somebody something. Yeah. So that should be um that should just be helpful. Mm-hmm. That should be helpful. So like we both from St. Louis. We both in the in the shop. Uh how do you feel like being in Chicago has influenced you and your like art like <laughs> how is how has that changed the way you look at art or has it changed the way you look at art? Mm, a major, major, major change. Like I told you when I was in St. Louis, I wasn't even as remotely close as creative as I am when I'm in Chicago. Like mm-hmm. I just feel like the environment is more welcoming. It, it it allows me to breathe more easily and freely. And I even can feel a difference when I'm home on the break. When I'm home on winter break or spring break, I, I just don't be motivated to do anything. But I'm, when I'm in Chicago, I feel motivated to just go out and find my inspiration. But I suppose in St. Louis, I feel like I'm just suffocating. But, like, I'm starting to find an appreciation for my city. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, don't talk about my city in front of me because I'm, like, dead, dead. Snap out. Yeah, yeah, like, don't talk about my city in front of me. Same. But it's, you know, like, St. Louis got his pros and his cons and I'm starting to try to find a beauty within it because it is what made me like damn I'm this type of artist but I'm from St. Louis so I I can't you know not pay homage to the city that made me who I am today mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that's crazy so like I feel like with St. Louis man I think it's just like we had to get away to appreciate yeah because man... that's like what a lot of that's what a lot of I can't even talk that's what a lot of cities though like yeah, we done been there. Yeah. We done been there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have to take a little sip. But yeah, like, we done been there. Like, so some of the things is not, like, as new or as, as inspiring to us because, like, that's what we see every day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We grew up here. We see this shit every day. But when you go to a new city, you seeing shit you never seen before. You encountering people you never encountered before. You like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You get more inspiration. That's uh, that's a funny phenomenon. Like, I'm gonna have to talk to some of my friends that's in the Louvre about how they feel about this yeah. because, or like just some of the people that stayed in the Louvre. Like, how do? Cause I want to know like the feeling of, you feel me. Like, how does it feel to be in the loo now versus mm-hmm. four or five years ago when we was at home? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I do be feeling like when I go home, it's like a... I, won't, I don't, I don't want to say I get in the rut, mm-hmm. but I just don't be... I don't be feeling the same vibe. Like, I don't yeah. know, Chicago has a unique... Chicago has a unique vibe to it. Like, this city, the pace, everything that's going on. Like, you can walk down the street and damn near see, you feel me? See, anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that's a completely different feeling than in St. Louis where, like, you walk down the street and you're not expecting to see, um, like, anybody that's made it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? yeah. Uh, so like, with that being said, like, how do you feel like the, uh, the like artistic scene is in St. Louis now? Like I've been peeping it out for a little while now. I've been trying to branch out and like 
see more of the creatives in St. Louis. They kind of been like organically finding me. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about like uh, just the movement down there of like what people are doing? Because I think it's some people doing some cool shit. Yeah, we got a lot of people doing some very innovative stuff and it sucks because St. Louis is it's like it's not even a small city but it's just smack down in the middle of the country mm. and we're just there and it's just like people don't notice us but if people would like to take a like look into St. Louis they would see that we really got hella talent like there's so many unique people yeah like, a, lot of, a lot of uniqueness yeah there. like me and Ray came out of St. Louis, and we some dope-ass individuals, but there's a, Smino came out of St. Louis. Like, these, there's people in St. Louis who are very fucking unique, talented. They have, you know, something that they, they need to share with the world, but I just feel like we don't have, you know, the opportunity to. Do you think, uh, do you think it's, like, opportunity-based, or, because sometimes I'll be looking at it twofold, like, my... Uh, like I said, I was a big fan of Outkast growing mm-hmm. up. So, like, I watched their documentaries. I really studied them. Mm-hmm. Like, musically, I studied a lot of the things they did to come up. And, like, one of the things that stuck out to me was, like, yeah, this nigga, they was, uh, you know, if anybody watched, like, I don't even remember what award show that was, but Andre came out and was like, man, we from the South and we got something to say. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I feel like that's a lot of the same energy like people in St. Louis bring, mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of us don't branch out to other places. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yep. How you feel about that? Like, you feel like people should branch out more, or yeah, yeah for sure. Because being in St. Louis is like you know, I feel like you have to leave in order to be able to be um, seen. Yeah. But I feel like you don't don't forget about your city, don't abandon your city. But you have to leave in order to be seen and a lot of people just they wanna stay there and they just they wanna You wanna have a blow up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's 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 probably not gonna happen like the way they think it's gonna happen. Yeah. But I Yeah. Mean, some people wanna stay in Saint Louis, some people just wanna create art for the city and I don't have no issue with that. I really find that beautiful because our city does need a lot of re-innovation and I feel like mm-hmm. yeah, like if you want to sit there and you want to fix it, then fix it. But you can't, I feel like you got to leave in order to be seen. In order to like get yeah. back. You yeah, get yeah, back type out. shit. Facts, yeah. Yeah, even with like, you know, like this nigga came to Chicago. Like, Don't mean. Yeah, he said the, he had to leave. He like, had to leave. It's like crabs in a bucket in St. Louis. Yeah. Everybody's trying to get out. You got to leave though. Exactly. Like, that's first step. I don't, yeah. I, well, I don't want to say that's first step. First step is to get your craft right. groovy, you know? Second step is, eyes, you got to buzz in the loo. Mm-hmm. They going to keep you buzzing in the loo. You don't got to yeah. stay there to keep buzzing. Mm-hmm. Um, take that. I think, it's, I think it's more of like some people are afraid to take that risk. Yeah. I, I, like, it's funny. I, I was with my homeboy the other day. I was like, why you want to you know, go to Chicago? Why you want to go to Atlanta? I'm comfortable. A lot of people in St. Louis are comfortable. They don't want to branch out of their, you know, environment. I'm just like, but it's a whole world out there. Yeah. But you comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like that that that's crazy. One of my um one of my ideas for the future, I'm giving y'all a little sneak peek, but I got an idea for the future about comfort. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be a very striking 
the visuals for like the idea are gonna be very striking to people. They might either they're either gonna love it or hate it. But mm -hmm. I'm basically trying to get people to understand like comfort is what kills you. Yeah. And uh, you gotta continue to put yourself in uncomfortable situations to grow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sometimes, really, sometimes you just gotta fall on your ass. Yeah. It's like being a baby. Like yeah. you don't learn how to walk if you don't fall. So. Yeah. I, uh, I I kind I don't like hearing people. That's yeah, unfortunate that your homie said that. Yeah. Yep, I hate that. I'm just like, bro, why? Like, why are you you young, man? You got a whole world in front of you, bro. Yeah. Bro, I mean, me and my mom's had a conversation about uh, another decision I was making. Basically, one of my decisions about school, and she was just saying, like, you know, my parents is old, mm -hmm. but uh, she was just saying, like, you know, you're 21. Yeah. Uh. You could mess up every day for the rest of your life for 21 more years, and you still wouldn't be as old as I am. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you still wouldn't even be as old as me. So that really made me look at things a lot different. Like, uh, this is just my own personal opinion about school, and the more y'all listen and the more people that know me will understand my opinions on, like, school and how I feel about it. But just the system, like, I don't, I don't have anything against learning. I have mm -hmm. things against the system. But just, like, the way they, you feel me, the, the, the mindset that they put us in is, like, if you fail, that's it. You only got one chance. Yeah, that's so And uh, I was listening to a podcast, actually, another podcast, like, a, some business shit. And the man was saying, like, you know, in school they teach you if you fail once, your life is over. Yep. But for an entrepreneur, a businessman, a true business person, he said, they fail every day. And the one time that they make it, they change their life. Mm. He said, in school, they teach you, you fail once and it ends your life. That's a, that's a, I, I don't like the way that they make us think about that. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because I done got failing grades and that shit and definitely made me be like, damn. Yep. Am I not good enough, you yeah. feel me? As opposed to like the inventor or the creative who's like, I'm fucking up constantly. But I even know- my, Even my parents, bro, like my parents have made me feel like I'm shit because I feel the class and I understand, you know, their mindset behind it, but it's just like, I don't know. I feel like it's just so, I don't know. It's so much it's more. So much more. Like, it's, it's so much more. It's so much more. so much more. I was just having a conversation like that with my dad. With my dad, uh, he goes hard on like me and my sister about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we both ain't never, I'm I'm good at school. Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a very smart individual. Uh, but I just don't like school. Yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah. And so I I don't put a hundred percent effort into things I don't like, uh, and you know, after the decisions I was making on like not going back and this and that, he was just making it a lot harder than it was. Like, yo, I'm already in a vulnerable point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just kind of want some support. I don't want you saying the same shit I could hear from Joe Blow on the street, <laughs> and uh. I think a lot of our parents are like that, and it, and it confuses us into yeah. doing things yeah. that we don't really want to do or taking our energy and putting it places where it don't need to be. And uh, I just want people to, like, man, sometimes you got to disconnect from motherfucking everybody. 
Like, the people that's closest to you, they gonna want what's best for you, you know what I'm saying? They gonna want what's best for you. Hmm. But sometimes they don't know what's best. Like, nobody knows what's best for you but you. Right. It's a reason we got, like, an intuition. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Listen, that, to, listen to your body. Listen to your spirit, bro. That Yeah, it's a reason why we all got that shit. Like, right. nigga, I don't know. You feel me? I could quote song lyrics all day about motherfuckers talking about just your intuition and, like, to follow what you feel. Like, mm-hmm. you can let these people tell you whatever. But, like, inside... If you know that you have a, uh, you feel me? You know that you have some sort of talent. You know that you have some sort of plan. I feel like you should follow that. And I know we talked about Smino earlier. Mm-hmm. One of my one of my homies, like his girl, they went to she went to school with Smino. Mm-hmm. She told us a story. She's she's a bit older than us. She told us a story though, and the story was literally. Uh, she didn't know, like, Smino was Smino. She knew him by his real name. And she was like, oh, like, I know this dude's name. Like, I know his voice, blah, blah, blah. And we like, his name is Smino. She's like, what's his real name? I was like, I don't know, you feel me? I don't know him like that. So uh, she ended up looking him up. And she was like, oh, this is Chris. Like, yep. I went to school with him. We like, what? And, of course, she's old enough. See, she like, yeah, like, he was a kid that was in class that was literally like, I'm going to be a rapper. She said that he's been saying that since they was in first grade. Mm. And I was like, damn, like, it's kids like that, you feel me, that know exactly what they want to do. If you know exactly what you want to do, you're going to get it. Yep, you're going to get that shit, yeah. Yeah, it it ain't really no plan B, so, like. You know, like, first grade, nigga, you you going to get that shit. Yeah, like, yo, first grade, you've been saying you're going to be a rapper since first grade. Like, if you really believe in yourself. That's just the example, though, like, you know what I'm saying? That's just the example. So. What um, what musics have you been listening to lately? Like, what's been, what's been on your playlist? Mm-hmm. Let me open my Apple Music, cause. Oh yeah, she use Apple Music, y'all. I'm a fan uh... of. I, I'm a fan of Title. I know Title a little bit more expensive. Mm. But I'm fucking with the black owned. Yeah. And the sound quality actually is amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. shameless plug. Mm-hmm. Not gonna cap. Title is not sponsoring me, but shit, hey, hey, hmm. if anybody got connections to Jay, you know what I'm saying, I, I, I'll take the sponsor. Man, I haven't been listening to anything really lately, but a song that has been on repeat is, is from Mac Miller's, like, recent, um... Off of Circles. Yeah, I really appreciate I Can See, because it's just like, I don't know, like, I guess the lyrics, like, this nigga was like... Spitting some shit, and it's just like the fact that he's gone now. I just, it's just so y'all yeah, take a listen to that song, listen to the lyrics, and like tell me how y'all feel about that. Have you listened to have you heard that song? I listened to the whole album once. Mm-hmm. Um, you ain't how was you feeling about it? Post humorous albums are kind of, yeah, strange, for yeah, me. yep, yep, yep. I agree. It's uh, they're they're very hard for me to listen to. I agree, not just. They're just weird. They're eerie. Yeah, I agree. They are eerie. Um, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people been releasing like shit after they've died. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like it's not. It's different when I listen to like somebody music like before they done died. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like after they died. Um. Yeah. So. I agree. Yeah. We we've just had like what was that. Sunday, 
Sunday Kobe passed away. How you? How did that affect you? Mm-mm. Or like, how was you feeling about that? Like, man, that shit. It just it, it humbles you a lot because it's just like life is just anything. Like life gives as quickly as it takes, so it just humbles you. Like this is Kobe. You know what I'm saying? He was such an influential person in in the world and he was taken from us like that and you know he had a daughter and she was glued to his help and now she's gone so it like whenever like somebody passes away it hurts like it it really leaves me like feeling a little you know disturbed but at the same time it pushes me to appreciate life a little bit more like i'm just not taking shit for granted like because like you said like if i die tomorrow what am i what am i going Feel like I I did, you know what I'm saying. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to be as determined as possible because each day, you know, I'm just not promised. Yeah. So, uh, let's get on. Let's get on a little bit of the business. If I'm gonna have to get everybody on their business, mm-hmm. shit, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I know with creatives, it's very hard for a lot of people to like blend the two, um, like the business and the creative side. Mm-hmm. And a lot of a lot of people have like are stuck in the mindset that like creatives have to be broke. Mm. How do you feel about that? And like, how do you feel about you feel me like making your own money and owning your own things? Man, I, I'm 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 never gonna say I gotta be broke. I ain't never gonna claim being broke. Like I'm I'm speaking. I'm affirming. I'm manifesting money and abundance and money don't you know money is not what happiness equals or equivalents mm-hmm. to happiness but i want money and i feel like i have the you know ability the to get yeah though. like nigga i'm gonna get my <laughs> like bro like i'm gonna get i'm gonna i'm gonna be as successful as as wealthy as i can be because i know that i can like creatives don't have to be broke like i was just talking to this this girl the other day she was like, man, I will buy your, you know, your photography. I will print it out. I'm just like, I wish I could have the funds to print my workout. But one day, I, we will be able to print our workout and not have to look at our pockets. Like, you can be creative and really do shit, you know, like. Yeah, on your own. Yeah, like, that shit is really attainable. Yeah, like, I'm a big proponent of that. Like, yeah. not even just owning your own shit, but, mm-hmm. like, with me, like, I want my businesses that I'm working on mm-hmm. to... Not only fund themselves, but fund my creative ventures. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to, um, and I don't want to say like signing or anything is bad or, you know what I'm mm. saying? But that's just not for me. I don't want anybody, you feel me? I don't want my creativeness to get like a job mm. to where I got to do this or like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I don't want to have like the Lil Wayne sit show. Like that's some that's some crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, and Lil Wayne is a very talented individual. So I don't know. I, I this is why I'm I'm preaching that. Like y'all, I'm gonna have a class. I'm writing a book. Hmm. Y'all will get it eventually. I'm not gonna spoil it. Just know it's it's being written. I'm actually writing two. Damn, you writing a book? You ain't tell me about this. Yeah, I'm gonna tell Damn. you. We we'll, we'll continue the convo, but um. I can't tell y'all too much because, not because I'm worried about people stealing it, but just because, like, I need to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You will see when it's done. Uh, it'll be coming to you live from the Twitter. 
when we hopping back on the socials, you feel me? I just got to, when I get comfortable. Right. But um, I'm a big proponent of that. And uh, also just investing. Like, uh, Yo. Investing. Sheesh. Investing, investing. I want everybody to know, like, man, you don't got to. You don't got to be the, the flyest dude in the club, usually the brokest one, man. Yep. Tyler, the creator, said that shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? The loudest one in the room, be the brokest. Unhappiest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we not trying to be that, man. You can be low-key and have your paper. You ain't got it. Y'all know y'all. Hey, mm. I keep going back to paid in full, G. I keep going back to paid in full. That movie got a lot of life lessons in it. What happened to Money Mitch? Hey, you can smell a nigga with money. For real. I know. You can smell a nigga with money. Hmm. You don't got to look like you got money because when you look like you got money, that's when the demons come. Mm. You feel me? That's when the vultures come. That's when your mm. friends turn to foes. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? Uh, mm. That's crazy. And I only speak from, like, experience. Uh, and I'm not even saying I'm, like, you no know, rich-ass dude at the moment. Yeah. But... I've seen I've seen friends turn to enemies over money. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They're over over little petty things that can be resolved by talking. And uh hmm. that's just something I don't wanna see people go through. So with that being said, uh I'm gonna get into these five questions. So I usually have five questions that I don't read down, but I got the wrong notebook open, so I'm finna just spit you five questions. All right. I want you to give me the five answers off the top of your dome uh, on what you think about these questions. So, uh, number one, if you could go to any concert, somebody dead or alive, and you get three tickets... Whose concert would you go to, and why? And who would you bring with you? Mm-hmm. And you can bring anybody with you. Concert. <sighs> why are you putting this on me, Ray? Hey, we gotta get the the interesting questions. I feel you. Mm. What would I like want to really see in concert? I seen Kendrick Lamar. I seen Tyler Creator. I seen Ariana Badu. You seen Kendrick? Yeah. You seen South Thirteen? Was that uh Good Kid, Man City? Yeah. You was I didn't that? Get, no, I didn't get to go. Like, but I went what? to his. I went to his damn concert. Like, I had. Oh, to, you went to damn? Yes, I had to see that nigga. Yeah, I, I, I had to see that nigga. <laughs> Yo, it was crazy because when he came in two thousand thirteen, that was twenty thirteen. Yes, I was a freshman. Yes, we were young as fuck. I wanted yeah. to. See, I just can never get the money. Yo, for it. he was a uh, he was opening for Steve Aoki. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Crazy. Yeah, like he didn't. It wasn't even, even his out. concert. Yeah, yeah, he didn't even sell out. People was showing up for Steve Aoki. I was like, this is fucking Kendrick Lamar, This Lamar. Like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> but, all right, so who's uh, the same? My phone really got off track. Hmm. I like him. Uh-uh. I don't Because, damn, you ain't funny, like. There's a lot of niggas out, like, who Yeah, that's what I'm seen? saying. Like, who I, But, no, like, y'all low-key, I've been to a hell of concerts. So, I'm just like, damn. If I don't go to any concert. Hmm. You go to any concert, you could bring three people. I would like to see Kanye in person, and I'm not really a Kanye stan, but it's just like he's a very talented music artist. I would, of course, bring my friend Jordan. She's Kanye fucking 
I bring my homeboy Loof. Yeah, y'all may not know him. He he loves music. He appreciate that shit. He get inspiration from that shit. Um, and then mm, three people, including me, or just three people. Three people, not including you. Like it's gonna be four, y'all. Okay. Um, mm, three people. Damn, what if I ain't got on no third person? I gotta pick one. Say yeah, you can make somebody up. Billy uh, Bob from down the street. I'm weak. I pick my uh, my nigga Q because he, you know, listen to music like I like he appreciate. I said the same thing about the nigga before this, but I feel like people. You will, would take people that appreciate music. Yeah, people will appreciate the experience and just the inspiration that you would get behind seeing Kanye. Like Kanye mm. is very unique and innovative so nigga i want to bring somebody who will appreciate the shit because a lot of people be like kanye nowadays he didn't change but yeah. like no nah, kanye he hard to me like, kanye still my nigga for real so yeah i, I be kanye secret i met kanye in the heralds downtown in chicago oh uh, no you did not you capping bro <laughs> you capping you capping you capping you capping hey, you capping when was this bro this was uh this was last year. Why the fuck you be meeting all these famous people? You met G Herbo. You met fucking Kanye. Like, how Man, is this? I feel like I'm supposed to be a very famous yeah, person. Yeah, like, cause y'all asked me, like, what is it? What happened when you meet Kanye? Man, he was pissed off. This one, he got into it with Trump. You remember that shit? Yeah. When I they do. like, when Kanye was basically like, I'm done fucking with him. It was Damn like the same day, bro. He was uh, he pulled up to Harold's. We was eating, bro. It was at the practice. Oh, he pulled up, hopped out. He was in a uh. A fucking, it was like a gray suburban. Uh, maybe it was like a man. It, it might not have been a suburban. It might have been a motherfucking what's that Escalade. Mm-hmm. But you know they looked the same. Hopped out. It was him, like two of his homies. This nigga was pissed, and we was like, "Yeah, that's Kanye." And we just eating Roger. herbs. Yeah, twenty nineteen. We like, yo, this is Kanye. Like, we like, should we go talk to him? Right. And my homie like, bro, he looks pissed yeah, off. Like, he gonna snap on us. Yeah. We was like, yeah, that's Kanye. Like, we not trying to get snapped on by Ye. Like, that's not gonna be fun. It's <laughs> not gonna be fun. That's not gonna be a memory I want to talk mm-hmm. about, lady. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of left the nigga alone. And then he ordered some chicken and shit. Yeah, he was eating. It was oh, like him and three other niggas. Bro. Oh my god. But, right. uh, yeah, this was like it was that was going on and the Drake shit was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was when he's going about, to Drake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we was just like, this not a good time to talk to Ye. That's so, crazy. Uh, That's good though. Y'all let him have his little time. Like, yeah, I feel like I I don't want to be. I'm not a, a, a yeah, starstruck you're not, ass nigga. Yeah, you don't be like. So, um, I just like see niggas and I just be like cool. Oh yeah, that's him. Yeah, but um, all right. Question number two. Uh, where is somewhere you want to travel in the world? Jamaica, and I plan on being there by my twenty third birthday next year. Okay. Oh, sure. we got to get the Jamaican cushion. Make sure you bring some of that shit back. Mm-hmm. Uh, three. Three. Uh, if you could play any instrument, what would you pick? Drums. I always want to play the drums. and I tried to play the drums in middle school, but my fucking um, music teacher was like, you too little. Like, I, don't, I didn't think size had a matter. When yeah, that sounds like some bullshit. Yeah, but I, I really appreciate drums. <laughs> 
play the heart of the fucking beat. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah, I would definitely want to learn how to play drums. That's cool. Then a woman drummer like my little sister play drums. Yeah, she was, uh, she was like nice. the lead drummer at her high school in school. Yeah, that's that's tough. Like I like that. Uh, I four. Um. Four. Hmm. Who would you go into business with, and what type of business would you go into? My damn sister. She's a fucking beast. She babysits. She has her own care. And, you know, oh, she shit. makes food. She um. She does hair, makeup, all this other shit. And my sister, like, she works from home, and she still has like makes a way to you know get shit done. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even like she she used to work nine to fives and shit, but. She was. She, she got was, tired of that. She shit. was suffering, yeah. And my parents are understanding, like, yeah, you can, you know, as long as you bring the money in. And she got, she bringing that money in. So me and her plan on moving to Atlanta, and she was like, we can move in together. But she was like, she gonna, you know, start doing, you know, Airbnbs on the side. Like she's a hustler, and I really like look up to her. Like I'm that's tough. Her. Yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody needs a hustle. I actually, yeah. I actually was listening to this podcast, bro. This gonna sound like a dickhead to everybody out here, but I had to tell my pops this shit too. But uh. Just a quick little, a uh, quick little thing. The nigga said, "You ever seen a crackhead?" Of course, right. we've all seen crackheads. Yeah. Them niggas never dead. Crackheads never die, and they never go without getting they fix. Yeah. So, how, so how you never, think? How you think they get they fix yeah, if they, you know, you if they ain't got no money? You hey, know what I'm saying? Bottom line. Don't let a crackhead out hustle you, G. Right, right, right. You're right, young, right. gotta work no nine to five to make no paper as, For real. as many ways. For real, a lot of people be like, but I ain't got no socks. Yeah, Bro, it's nah. literally anything I heard. You can make money doing anything. You can make, hey, like I said, I'm writing a book. All right. You niggas better write it. Don't, it don't take nothing to write a book. You, you, can write that, you can write that shit on your phone. Look, I'm telling you. Stop, yeah. Stop bugging. <laughs> yeah, niggas be really be like, nah, stop saying you can't do shit. You can't do anything, yeah, bro. Yeah, stop making, stop making other people millions. You yeah. can make yourself the same millions. For real. Uh, last question, though. Last question, though. What was, uh, what was your favorite, what was your go-to three cartoons you watched growing up? Pop of Girls. Um, That's a good one. I love Pop of Girls. I'm a 22-year-old that smokes too much, and I just forgot what I used to watch as a fucking kid. But, um... Okay. I really, I really, really fucked with, you know, the Proud Family. Who doesn't fuck with the Proud Family? Like, okay. The okay. show had a lot of funny... Like, yeah. shout out to the writers of that show. That shit was so funny. Had a lot of, like, messages that we need to take advantage of. Um, and lastly... Uh, probably Rugrats or either SpongeBob, because... I literally still watch that shit till today. No me. You know, yeah, it's just part of my existence type shit. Yeah, SpongeBob was the shit, so it was Rugrats. Yeah, fucks with that shit heavy. Rugrats, like, made me want to do cool shit. For real. Nigga was always on the adventure. Yeah, on some crazy shit. But shit, man. That's the end of this. Mm. Thank you for uh for sliding through. An hour, damn. Yeah, we pulling up on an hour. How y'all liking this? Mm. This is the first episode, so. I feel like we talk about a lot of interesting shit, so. Yeah, it only goes up from here. Um, yeah. Oh, so this is uh something else I'm going to ask everybody, but who's somebody you want to see me uh have on the podcast next? Yeah, who's the next conversation I should bring on? Mm. Cause this nigga right now, everybody. So, give me some, some, maybe I won't even like think about. I want people I wouldn't even think to talk to. 
got 45 you seconds. You be hitting me with some crazy ass questions. got 45 seconds. 45 Stop. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't rush me. Uh, damn. Um, talk to, talk to. Uh, I'm going to find you too. Do it got to be somebody you don't know? It, it can be anybody. Talk to Hodge. I feel like he got a lot of, he like got a lot of knowledge to bring to you, bro. But, hey. So Hodge, you coming next, bro. Alright, yeah, I heard it. I'm gonna fucking. He might not be next, but you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be fucking with Hodge. It's red and shit. Damn, this shit red, <laughs> but alright, man. We signing out. This right, was uh, happy over healthy. Yep. We out.